Welcome to the AI Meets Productivity podcast, your weekly podcast where I, Trevor Lauber, a productivity expert, talk to ChatGPT and artificial intelligence. Today, we're going to talk about the topic of notifications and when to turn them on and when to turn them off. Specifically, we're going to talk about an article, um, why the zero notifications strategy is not an effective strategy and why you actually do need some notifications turned on. Welcome, ChatGPT. Hey, Trevor, I'm thrilled to be here. Today's topic is super interesting. Hmm. The idea of zero notifications sounds great in theory, but it's really fascinating to dive into why it might not be the best approach for productivity. Let's get into it. Great. So before we get started, like, have you ever heard of the zero notification strategy? Can you give our audience a quick description of what that is? Hmm. The zero notification strategy? Well, it's a bit of a paradox, isn't it? People think turning off all notifications boosts productivity. Like the idea is to eliminate distractions completely. But here's the twist. It's not always the best move. You might miss out on important, urgent stuff. It's about finding that sweet spot between no interruptions and staying informed. Quite the balancing act, right? Exactly. Now, in this article, it laid out um, three different criteria for evaluating your notifications, a criteria framework. Can you briefly describe that for our audience? Absolutely. The article presents a powerful framework for evaluating notifications. It's all about three key criteria, importance, urgency, and frequency. First, importance. Does the notification significantly impact your life if ignored? Then urgency is a swift response needed before your next scheduled check-in for that task. And frequency. How often does this notification pop up from several times a day to maybe twice a week? This framework really zeroes in on what matters, guiding us to make informed decisions about our notifications. It's about smart filtering, not just turning everything off. Great. And I want to point out there, when you said urgency before your next scheduled task, part of this framework is that you're actually using time blocking to process your incoming messages and your incoming notifications. So the urgency there is if it needs to get processed before that next time block. Oh, that's a super insightful point, Trevor. Time blocking plays a crucial role here. It's all about whether something needs attention before your planned processing block. That's what makes the urgency aspect so relevant. It's not just about how fast you need to respond, but also how it fits into your structured schedule. This framework really hinges on being organized and intentional with your time. So the framework, after we laid out the framework, the article discusses two types of notifications that you should actually turn on. Can you just briefly give an overview of what those two notifications were? So the article highlights two types of notifications you should definitely keep on. First, we've got the important and urgent ones. These are the notifications that need an immediate response and have a big impact if delayed. Think of them as your high priority alerts. Then there are the important but infrequent notifications. These don't pop up often, so it's not worth constantly checking for them. They're more like rare but crucial updates. Keeping these two types on ensures you're on top of the critical stuff without being overwhelmed by constant pings and buzzes. It's like having a smart filter for the digital noise. So what might be some of the um, examples of how we might use notifications, types of different notifications, and what categories they might fall into. 
Oh, the article gives some perfect examples. Like, let's start with credit card fraud alerts. Important and urgent, right? You definitely don't want to delay dealing with potential fraud. Then there's weather alerts, important but infrequent. It's not like you need to check the weather app every day for tornado warnings. And what about customer emails? Regular ones are important but non-urgent. You can schedule time to respond. But critical customer emails, those are important and urgent. So you might want to set up filters to get notified right away. And then social media updates, usually they're just non-urgent. If they're crucial for your work or life, schedule them in. Otherwise, it's just more digital noise. The article really drives home how categorizing notifications can streamline your focus and workflow. It's about smart choices, not just an on-off switch. Can you think of any other types of notifications that might fall into this framework? Oh, let's explore some more examples. First, think about calendar reminders for meetings. These are important and urgent. You definitely don't want to miss an important meeting. Then, there are social media-like notifications. Usually, they're neither urgent nor important. It's easy to get lost in them, but they often don't add much value. What about reminders for medication? Super important and urgent. Forgetting to take medication could have serious consequences. And consider emergency weather alerts. Definitely important and urgent, especially in severe weather situations. You need to know immediately to stay safe. This framework is so versatile, Trevor. It really applies to a wide range of scenarios, helping prioritize what truly needs our attention. Great. And then at the end of the article, the, it discussed the three different types of notifications, interruptive, distractive, and passive. Can you give a quick, brief definition of each of those? Sure thing, Trevor. Let's break them down. First, interruptive notifications, the ones that just love to barge in. They're like those buzzes and pings that force their way into your awareness, totally breaking your flow. Next, distractive notifications. These are a bit sneakier. They show up when you switch contexts, but you're not actively looking for them. They're like those unread badges that tempt you when you're trying to focus on something else. Lastly, passive notifications. These are the chill ones. You only see them when you choose to check, like emails waiting patiently in your inbox. They don't interrupt or distract. They're there when you're ready. Each type has its place, but it's all about using them wisely to stay productive and not let our digital world take over our real one. And now the article uh, ended with an example of how you might map this second framework, interruptive, distractive, and passive, into what types of notifications you might set using three of those. Can you give us a brief uh, summary of what the article said about that? Oh, absolutely. The article gave some great insights on mapping notifications to the interruptive, distractive, and passive categories. For interruptive notifications, these should be the really crucial ones. The article suggests setting a high bar here. Only the most important and urgent notifications should be allowed to interrupt you. Think of things like emergency alerts or a critical work message. Now for distractive notifications, these are less urgent but still important. The idea is they catch your attention when you're in a specific context, but they don't aggressively interrupt you. So for example, emails that you need to see 
but don't need to act on immediately. And then passive notifications. These are the most laid back kind. You check them when you decide to, not because they're pushing their way into your attention. This approach really helps in aligning your notification settings with your priorities, keeping you focused and productive. Great. And I would actually say also the passive notifications are those that tend to be like in an inbox. So you, when you open up your email, then you get a bunch of notifications of your emails, what, notif what emails are in there. So it's that they're not appearing outside of the context. You're just going to an inbox to process them. Ah, Trevor, that's a fantastic point. Passive notifications are indeed like what you find in an inbox. They're there, waiting quietly, not intruding into your space until you're ready to check them. This approach ensures you're in control of when and how you receive information. It's like having a personal assistant who knows exactly when to update you without being a nuisance. What a neat and efficient way to manage our digital interactions. Great. This, I, um, this has been a great episode, ChatGPT. Um, can you give a one-sentence piece of advice for our audience if they want to deal with their notifications better? Absolutely, Trevor. Here's my advice. Regularly evaluate and categorize your notifications based on their importance and urgency and tailor them to fit your lifestyle and productivity goals. It's all about personalization and control. Thank you, everyone. This has been uh, AI Meets Productivity, a weekly podcast where I, Trevor Lawbear, talk to ChatGPT and artificial intelligence. Today's topic was zero notifications, or basically how to customize your notification settings. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like us on Apple Podcasts, comment, like, and share wherever you found this podcast, and we'll see you next week.